ladies and gentlemen, what you're hearing right now is an experiment. It's a it's a pretty outlandish experiment, especially because probably one, if not both of us, have already smoked marijuana today. I have not. Oh, interesting. Well, yeah. it's only then just one of us. And in a couple of minutes, you're going to hear the music for TWGTF, uh, Two White Guys Talking Film, with me, Ben, and Tyler there. And from that time coming on, we have a countdown going from 42 minutes. And Tyler's going to introduce the movie right now. And this is a good one. You guys, you guys should be stoked that this is here right now. Won't always be here. <laughs> It might not be here for a while. We're filling out forms for an insurance policy. From 1968, a musical, a drama, or Western satire, a surrealist film, Head, starring the monkeys. What? <laughs> so, just so everyone knows, I was I, I had woken up early due to like a bad dream. I don't know. I had like a weird dream. I woke up uh, like at six o'clock. I decided to start uh, four twenty off the right way by watching Inherent Vice, which is like two and a half hour long movie. Jesus um, Christ! And then uh, when that movie, you know, ended, you know, Monday is meant to be started slow. You start with something easy. Start with something nice. So Inherent Vice, what? it's really good it is Um, good it is really good it's really good and then i was like you know what i should follow this i should maybe cleanse the palate a little bit i haven't seen the movie in a long time but i own it it's in the 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 disc is staring right at me so i popped a head in because i was like ah it's 420 it'll be funny to to watch head and halfway through it i was like ben have you ever seen this movie do you know anything about this movie so we decided to do an emergency episode on 420 because this movie is interesting it is a truly bizarre film so do you know how this movie came to be nicholson and him wrote it over a coke-fueled weekend if i had to guess Um, not coke-fueled so the monkeys davy jones peter tork mickey dolans and michael naismith i'm so glad you know their names (laughs) yes I love the monkeys. I think monkeys are great. That's a, a thing I usually keep close to my vest, but I think the monkeys are really good. Bob Rolfinson and I think Jack Nicholson got together uh, in a hotel room in Ojai and smoked some what what is apparently very good weed. Had a tape recorder and just were like coming up with ideas for the movie. I have like really copious notes because like <laughs> you can't really talk about this movie without just like jumping from scene to scene because nothing and everything is happening in this movie. It feels sort of like a Mr. Show sketch show, sort of. Everything sort of leads into one another, but it doesn't really make sense how you... Like, you the scenes lead into one another, but you're like, I don't know how we got here. I think no less than two, if not no more than three times, I looked at my thing and I was like, huh, are they a band or a comedy troupe? Like, what are they? At the time, they were definitely a band, but they also have like a TV show where they did like sketch and like performed songs and like interviewed musicians it was like a really weird hodgepodge of ideas because the monkeys were kind of like a prefabricated like they didn't form naturally they were brought together by a conglomerate of CB- at cbs in order to kind of sell like a pop band that could also do tv and then do like a live act and you know do all these things 
And the person that oversaw a lot of the production was a man by, by the name of uh, Bob Ralphison, who, be, with the money from the monkeys, would start BBS films. Oh, you've talked about this guy. Because I looked him up. I was like, oh, this is one of Tyler's guys. I was like, <laughs> I know this name. I've heard, that, I've heard that name in a best of the week somewhere. Yes. What's funny is Head was the first movie that they put out on BBS, and it was almost the last movie because it was a box office bomb, obviously. No like, shit, Sherlock. Like, of course it was. But the next movie they happened to produce was written, directed by Peter Fonda and Dennis Hopper and happened to be Easy Rider. <laughs> and oh, it was like fair. the biggest moneymaker of 1969. So Yeah, fair, fair enough. So they were like, you know what? Head, always the first one through the door, takes it to the chest. Sorry, Ed, but it's going to be you. I own like a little box set of all the BBS films, which I think was like eight movies. Mm -hmm. So you have this, Easy Rider, The Last Picture Show, King of Marvin Garden, Five Easy Pieces. Jesus, those are all this Bob Ralphison production company? Yeah, all from this production company. And then there's like two weird ones, Drive He Said and A Safe Place, which one was directed by Jack Nicholson, his only director directorial movie and the other one is a movie i've like never heard of and never watched but i have it i own it i look at it occasionally jack nicholson just comes to the warehouse one day he goes you're, you're gonna put drive he said into that little bob ralphison collection and you're gonna do it now i've got 400 dvds out there well we only need 200 sir i got 400 i'm thinking about 6.99 a piece well everyone else only just got 3.99 a piece he goes they're not jack nicholson now put them in there um <laughs> that's my vision of how the bob ralphison collection came to be well it's, it's not just bob ralphison because i mean the last picture show that's directed by bogdanovich oh well, um, yeah but i mean like i just see that's nicholson from the bob ralphison he seems like he was on the ground floor he's like let me give you money when it says produced i think that's a lot of nicholson right there yes uh, it was written by nicholson it's written by both of them yeah nicholson before he was an actor was, was a screenplay writer he wrote so this wild. And The Trip, which is another <laughs> fucking weird movie. I guess we have to start at the beginning. I, I will say this. I started off with a major problem with this movie. Yeah? That mayor is trying his hardest to give a good speech, even though that microphone is fucking him over. Ladies and gentlemen, I And those four ruffians run through. I, I will tell you this. There's going to be a little moment at one point when this, like, when we hit a moment in this podcast, I'm going to tell you something, Tyler, so keep that in mind. Okay. And I'm like, oh, fuck these guys. What are they doing? And one of them jumps off, and boy, they really let you know he's falling for a while. He falls, and you get to maybe one of the one, like, few, like, one of the problems with the movie is that it is psychedelic. Holy Um, Christ. And maybe that aspect hasn't aged perfectly, but... I think the movie's just kind of fun and, like, poking fun at the psychedelica of the 60s. Because it, like, knows it's the monkeys doing it. The movie is like, well, you can't really take serious all this political stuff because, you know, it's the monkeys. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, the, the monkeys are doing this. Yeah. He gets rescued by mermaids? Yes, to a song called, I think it's Porpoise Song. And the, are these all their songs? Yes, these are all monkey songs. So every song we hear is a monkey song. Yes, they're not all written I by feel monkeys. Because like, I feel like you hear a woman sing at one point. I think that's just Davy Jones. Wow. Porpoise Song, Theme from Head is the name of the song, was co-written by Carol King. So, Carol King. 
Look yeah, at okay, Carol King if you want to have a just want to not listen to not some. not Carol Kane. That'd be that'd be a lot weirder. No, that would be a lot weirder. Yeah, we are now making out in front of a fish tank. Well, even. Is this trying to sell me on the idea that the monkeys are all equally capable yet different kissers? Because I'm telling you right now, it's selling me on it. Yes. I feel this was a Jack Nicholson scene. Jack Nicholson wrote this movie high on LSD, so... I can't wait till they direct this sequence of the Jack Nicholson movie. (laughs) He pops up in the movie. I don't know if you caught him. Oh, I saw Jack Nicholson in a winning golf hat. That scene you see Bob Rafelson, because... Peter keeps yelling, Bob, 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 hey, Bob. Um, I didn't want to tell you this, but I found some excellent audio of them talking about this film. We're gonna, we're gonna play it. We're gonna play oh it at God. the end. What's weird is he like is known as like a like a hippie like era guy, but he's like a rough like street tough kid. He looks like he's doing like a German expressionist in that scene. He's like, no, we, we can't do it that way. <laughs> we then hard cut to a war scene, and they're all mm-hmm. just in the trench. You'll never make it through this intense bombardment. Nobody could. There's also a big musical number into a nightmare. Yes. So you get you get the like a reworking of the monkeys theme, which is the, the monkeys theme is Hey Hey We're the Monkeys. And the first verse, it always catches me off guard. It was Hey Hey We Are the Monkeys, you know we love to please a manufactured image with no philosophies. Which is just so weird like you're blowing up the monkey's image like completely just with that do you think this was like if they had marketed this better this should have been the movie called the monkey's movie you don't take your children to that's kind of what this feels like i spent like all morning with this movie i watched all of the trailers i don't understand who this movie is for i think this movie is what would eventually become python and i'm not saying like those things might not have existed but this is broken lizard this is this is comedy troupe stuff is what this is. Just nobody expected it. And it's also very loose. Like, like even some of the loosest Python is like, whoa, bro, little, little, little much, don't you think? Yeah, no, this is insanely, like, like, this is... You, you cannot watch this movie high. I had to walk around and watch this movie today. I have gotten so much steps in because of this damn movie. There's, like, definitely moments where it, like, becomes a bad trip. Just, like, out of nowhere. Oh. Like, you're like, wow, if I was, like, on Mushrooms, I'd be in a fucking terrible place right now. Oh, not good at all. Yeah. They're at war, and then one of them gets checked by a football player? Yep. He's, like, running to get ammo. There's, like, a football player shows up. He takes the football player's helmet back because one of the other guys, like, doesn't want to wear his helmet. Here, Mick. I got this for you. And he's, like, he goes, oh, cracking hat there, mate. And, like, they go on. And it's, like, it's, like, the Vietnam War, like, pretty obviously. I mean, it's it's, it's really not, though. Like, it's a mixture of all of them. And then it ends with the war chant, I think, when you do, like, all of these, like, screens of, like, different shots from the movie, like a giant, like, TV thing, right? Well, well, it's interesting. So what it transitions to there is, here's my first question, and I asked this question about four times in the movie. I say, why do they hate the monkeys? And then (laughs) I think that's kind of the thesis of the movie, in a way. And then here's what I wrote next. I wrote... The next song is them kind of hate-singing, screaming children while images of, like, third-world Vietnam shit is going on. This is a real commentary on, like, the war in Vietnam. Like, you guys were eating this shit up, but, like, shit was happening around the world. Yeah. It's also, like, a commentary on, like, mass media and corporate consumer capitalism. Thank God I got to it. 
Wow. And I mean, there's a, the shot where it's like a bunch of like TV screens, like you see mm-hmm. them like next to one another while they're singing. And it ends with the famous like Viet Cong operative being executed in the streets of, I think it's uh, Ho Chi Minh. And then like it cuts from that. And as that's happening, as you watch like the body like fold underneath itself, like a girl starts screaming, like uh, the fucking Beatles are playing. And it's just, it's just well, whiplash. Like well, nothing and then, sticks long and, enough for you to like get well, mad and then, at it. Then all of a sudden something happens where you see a click and like you see it click again and there's Bella Lugosi. I gave her a very powerful narcotic and I'm sure it will be effective soon. And I was like, what the fuck? Like it's like it's someone moved... switching between like TV stations. It is. The whole premise of this movie is not unlike Kentucky Fried movie, not unlike it's kind of those movies. It's a movie that has a really loose plot. It's a fucking stoner movie, is what it is. This is exactly it, what this is. It it's is why we it, did it. I, it's why I, we did it. Yeah, I mean that's why we picked it. This is a bunch of guys who were sitting around getting high on something. We don't know what. We're not going to judge. And we're like, wouldn't it be funny if... This is a jackass movie. This is mm-hmm. this is all these movies. This is a movie where it's like, there's a lot of spirit and a lot of heart in this movie. But, but I you think might not I, always be understanding why. You might not. But the thing is, is nothing... None of the like skits or segments stick around long enough. Like, if you hit but a they, bad one, hold on, it's not we, there long yeah, enough exactly. I, until you I, move on to something else. I completely agree with you. We get the odd news feed of the first mm. time. You get this a couple of times, and you see, like, weird stuff going on. At one point, like, it's not this one, but later on, they talk about, like, people who are like, oh, the different should be clubbed to death and, like, put out of their misery, and you're like, what the no, fuck? No, no, it's not that. It's, it's like, Timothy Carney, oh, the guy from oh, The Killing shows up. Mean. And he's, like, doing, like, he's, like, in a wheelchair, and they, like, say something about it, and it's, like, people who are mean to, like, well, they say cripples, which is not great. Bad optics, but it was the 60s. Should be, like, put in jail oh and, like, my, clubs to Oh, death. my God, that's Timothy Carey? Yeah. Oh, my God, that's wild. This movie fucking rules. <laughs> so, well, yeah, and we'll get and we'll get to there. So it's at this point, the Coca-Cola commercial. Things go better with Coke. He's like lost in the desert and he gets a Coca-Cola machine. It's Mickey Dolan's, who's my mom. I think my mom's favorite. Is Mickey uh, Dolan's the one with the insane eyebrows? Yeah, in the like curly hair. He's the Finkel from from Beer Fest, if we're if we're going, <laughs> if I'm assigning them like for that, because that's all I could think when I saw this. I'm like, why haven't the Beer Fest guys tried to redo this? Like just be like, yeah, we're just gonna play these characters. It's so late 60s. By the way, he has inner thoughts, and then the inner thoughts are like, I'm out of here. And he's like, no! (laughs) And then, like, I'm like, it's an Arabian film for some reason? And then there's, like, a tank. And I'm like, I just wrote, they have a tank. Okay, there's a tank in this movie. And I'm going to say it right now. Surrender! Might be the new respect. (laughs) When he just goes, surrender! And just hands him the gun, and everyone else just starts walking by. I am fucking losing it. And it's like this Italian army like leaves and you're just like, no thought lasts longer than a minute. <laughs> We're on to yeah. some different weirder thought. And I say this next thing I wrote down with supreme confidence as I crack open one of their tasty beverages. I said, he's in the tank. Take me there, head. Yup. Fuck you, Coca-Cola. <laughs> I was sitting there. I'm like, this was a four minute sketch for two second payoff. This is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> It's... I'm gonna say his favorite part of the movie right now. There is something that tops this in a later. Oh moment. yeah, I think there's more hits than misses in this movie, for sure. But there's some just absolute weirdness in the most purest form. 
I think the sexy lady dancing scene, which goes on a little too long. A little too long. I have a feeling Nicholson was on the set that day. He's like, let me direct one day. And Ralphson's like, what scene? He's like, how about this one? He goes, it's the sexy lady dancing scene. He goes, yeah, I know. I feel that was Nicholson. I feel like Nicholson went very deep into character on Five Years Pieces and never really got out of that character. I think Cuckoo's Nest brings it out of him. True. Quick, suck it before the venom reaches my heart. Might be the greatest love song title never used. And then, like, I just love how it turns into, like, I'm sick of these fake arrows. I'm sick of this, like, fake western and then he just like walks through the set and by the way the other guy just clearly showing like westerns disrespect native americans because he's killing every one of them even though he's wounded to the point of being on his back oh when he shoots that first one it's so and like the guy like takes forever to die it's like the i laughed so hard they don't even really die they just kind of run off set and like reset to go again they do the good bad and the other thing where it's like they hold their side and like fall over or like walk away like while holding like one side and i wrote down here in this moment i wrote do the monkeys hate being the monkeys? A little bit. Are they a comedy troupe or a band? I don't know. They kind of got fucked over a little bit because they were told that they're going to write their own songs and then it was like, nope, we're going to have other people write your songs. I mean, most of the songs in this movie, I think they had a hand in writing by the time they got to like 68. I think three are written by members of the monkeys, which is about half for like what the soundtrack is going for. They were a weird band where like most of their songs weren't written by them. I mean, it's more of like the prefabrication aspect of the monkeys. Like they were meant to be like a kid's band. And then you make this movie, which interesting choice to take the monkeys. (laughs) Yeah. You're, you're not wrong. So it's at this point that, I guess the gag is nobody likes the monkeys because they cause, like, children to appear. Because they go into, like, the diner. Mm. They're coming! They're coming! They're coming! And it's at this point, by the way, they long con us with some of the sketches. Mm-hmm. They're the all sketches are like, this isn't going to have a payoff <laughs> for there's, 45 there's, minutes. They just go all over the map. So they go to the diner, I think. It's kind of hard to like plot this movie, so like if yeah. I mean we might we might just give up and just start talking about what we liked about it um, yeah, because exactly. it's, it it hops from bit to Cause, bit. Because they don't so think quickly. like the mon- yeah the monkeys like are are for kids and like nobody likes that and it sounds like you say they got a raw deal. Stay down, Johnny. The fight is so insane into the backstory of, like, this guy's like, I just gotta stay alive till this round. He ain't gonna hurt me. And then, like, his friend realizes he gave him the wrong instructions, and he goes in there and just starts punching everybody. And they go, that's why you're not the the stunt guy. I'm the stunt guy. He's punched Davy Jones. He's punched Michael Naismith. He's punched the other boxer. He punched the ref out. He's, like, just punching everyone out. And he's like... He just, at the end of it, he's just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't, that's why I don't do this. (laughs) I mean, it's great, too, because, like, the whole premise is, like, he got it backwards. He's like, all I have to do is pick a guy, and that guy goes down. Like, he's got it completely backwards. There's some just really good, because the diner scene ends. Well, no, no, the diner, it then dissolves back into the diner scene. Yeah, we go from, like, the diner scene into the boxing scene back into the diner scene. And the woman says something to the one guy holding the ice cream. She goes, Don't listen to them, Peter. They're wise guys, punks. All they want to do is 
hurt people and abuse them. How do you feel now? Oh, come see, come see. All right, that's enough. Cut the cut it, print it, please. And he just punches her in the face. I'm like, okay. And then all of a sudden you hear a cut and you're like, oh, the movie's come out of the movie now. We're in the real world, kind yeah. of. Yeah. And then Jack Nicholson, Ralphson, and like Hopper are all like talking to each other while. Peter is Hopper Yutport. in there? I didn't even see Hopper. Yeah, Hopper pops up, and you just you just see Hopper with like like with his sideburns and a hat. Like he looks like he's ready for to just walk on the side of Easy Rider the next day. And <laughs> Peter Torque is just like Bob, Bob, hey Bob, hey Bob. I think it's I think it's bad to hit a woman. It looks it looks it's not a good look. Bob, hey Bob, Bob, Bob. And then he's like Bob and is like, paying him no mind. Other the other monkeys are like, yeah, it was really good. It was a good shot. He's like, don't you think it's like bad to like like a bad look for me to like punch a woman? And they're like, no, it looked really good. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. None of them are like, no, no, this this is amazing. You you hit a woman. Like, good good for you. We're getting away with it. Like, he's like, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, they weirdly address the violence of women. It's kind of very woke for its time. Yeah, and he's like, it's, it's and he's it's, left it's, in the cold at the end. Remember, he goes out to the after the set, and it just starts snowing, starts on, snowing him. on him, and then it dissolves into like a completely different number. It's a nice walk on the beach into a nice nightmarish bunch of commercials. It's so good. I mean, I'll say this: I wrote, "Hold on, I might know this film in an odd way." And then I realized, no, I guess I don't. But I think it's the same people who are doing it. Was there another Monkeys movie like this? They were supposed to make another Monkeys movie, but they never did because this one was such a disaster financially. They are in a vacuum cleaner and into Gene Kelly-like numbers. What the fuck is happening in this movie? Daddy's song? Yeah. You know who the dancer is, right? You know who that is? I don't. The women in this are game for physical activity to be sure. Like all the women in this are really trying. No, yeah. The dancer that dances with Davy Jones, that's uh, Tony Basil. Do you know what she's famous for? I do not. She wrote, hey Mickey, you're so fine, you're so fine, you blow oh, my mind, hey Mickey. Look yeah. at that. She worked with Ralphson on like every one of his movies up until the 80s. She was like the choreographer. She has an acting role, like a speaking role, I think in Five Easy Pieces. Okay. Uh, huh. So yeah, she, you know, She's, like, considered, like, one of the best choreographers of all time. I'll be danged. Who is the puppet man with the cow? The song was pretty white. Well, so am I. What can I tell you? You've been working on your dancing, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I've been rehearsing it. Glad you noticed that. Yeah, it doesn't leave much time for your music. You should spend more time on it because the youth of America depends on you to show the way. Yeah? Yeah. That's Frank Zappa. I thought that was Frank Zappa. I was like... That human doesn't look real. That looks like a puppet man. I have been scouring the internet trying to find out, like, what Frank Zappa thinks of the monkeys. Because I've always thought it was like he had a contentious relationship with them. It, like seemed that's like kind of that's kind he, of what that scene is. He didn't like them, but, like, the monkeys liked Frank Zappa and, like, wanted to be friends with Frank Zappa. But, like, he thought the monkeys sucked. Like, that's what I always thought. But, like... I don't know. I that I don't know. Like he appeared in the TV show once, and he appeared in this movie, and so I'm like, did Frank Zappa like secretly like not respect, but like? I think the scene says it perfectly. He says you need to focus on what you're writing because you're the one steering the future. Like you're you're talking to the children. Like I think that's what that is right there. Yeah, and I think that's what Zappa probably actually thought. 
Yeah, I wouldn't be um, surprised. I, I, I'll tell you this. I was spiraling at this point, and I wrote, <laughs> "It's got no plot, and yet it has all the plots." I said, "It's got every genre and no genre." It's a horror movie at one point. <laughs> you have Zappa being like, "You need to write about the future." Like, you, you, you're the, you're talking to the the kids of America. They need to be taught, you know, like all the right stuff. And then the cow like says something about the monkeys, and you're just like, "Okay, cool. I guess monkeys is the craziest people." The policeman is oddly great. Oh, he's so funny. Who is that? He is also in Walking Tall. Oh, he's in Scrooged. Oh, I know this mm. guy. Oh, he's in stuff. Is it Logan Ramsey? I believe it is. Yeah. Walking Tall is a good movie. Oh, is that the guy from Temple of Doom? It is, isn't it? Oof. Yeah, not not great, but you know. <laughs> Oh, he's centered under famed acting coach Lee Strasberg, so. The cop's dream. Thank you for letting us know by putting it on the screen. <laughs> there's there's a couple of, like, just uh, some great cuts. Like, the cop's dream is so funny. I wrote, it's a horror movie. All are dead but one. But this is preceded that when Davy Jones goes into the bathroom and opens the, like, yeah, the, like, right. mirror. And there's an eyeball looking at him, and he closes it, and he's just, he's like... There's an eyeball as big as your nose in there. They're crazy. <laughs> like, Peter looks, and it's like nothing, and he's like, yeah. you know what they say, they'll never lend money to someone with a sense of humor. It's a real blink and you miss it. I feel like... Had this movie come out after 2001 A Space Odyssey, people would have realized, like, oh, I'm supposed to smoke weed and go see this. Yeah, exactly. You want me to come to a party? You don't kidnap me. You send me an invitation. Besides, I may have been happier where I was, sleeping. Happy birthday. Ha! Have you seen the movie The Game? I mean, I know the plot of the game. So do you know the ending of the game? Yeah. It's an odd the game before the game moment. <laughs> and Michael, Mike does not take it well. No, Mike's mad. Oh, you kidnapped me for my fucking birthday. You, you sent me an invitation. Like he's like, oh, and you know what? I feel the same way about Christmas. Everyone's like, no. Oh, I love that they go, oh, and then the one girl just starts losing it because she realizes everything she knows is a lie. But that's when like Timothy Carney busts in. As soon as like this, the thing I think I really appreciate about the movie is anytime it like goes on for like a second too long something different happens. It, it really is the excuse of, and now for something completely different. Yeah. We then hard cut to making fun of the different, which is interesting. Well, well, well the movie actually comes out and says that, like, you well, shouldn't yeah. make fun of the yeah, different. Yeah, no, no, that's what I mean. You shouldn't make fun of the different. But then, like, I also wrote, I think this movie is possessed or deeply spiritual. <laughs> By the way, I'm immediately proven wrong because we then cut to a girl from the set on top of something and be like, I need to do it! And they're all like, guys, I think we should. He goes, don't, don't be rude, Peter. <laughs> Peter's like, we should find Davy. They're just like, sure. <laughs> but they first they they like bet on it. They're like, yeah. uh, ten bucks if she won't. Oh, ten bucks, eh? <laughs> I don't think it's ten bucks. I think it was whether he would catch her or not. Oh. Yeah, because they come out later out of the bathroom because they're like, Peter, there's nothing in the mirror or whatever. Like, let's go. By the way, I don't know which one it is, but he's killing that monologue when they're in the uh, when they get sucked back into the vacuum. Yeah, Peter is back in the black box. Yeah, exactly. Really good monologue. The little one has spastic energy. That's Davy, as you said. Yes. 
He's the one uh, with the British voice. Who is the giant in the sky? Because they try to get out of the black box. I love when they get out of the black box and Davy just starts kicking ass. <laughs> I, I love the weird like Bond action sequence that happens. There is some great stuff in this movie. It but who, feels very golden eye. Who's the giant? Um, Victor Mature. He was uh, an American stage and film actor, most known for My Darling Clementine, the great John Ford film. Uh, he did a bunch of uh, musicals. It's mostly known for like his musical numbers. He's the guy that, that they're using to, like, when they're dandruff um, and they get sucked into the vacuum. Ah. Like, he's their fat face. He appears again as a giant at the end. The movie has a weird fascination with referencing Hollywood. Seeing like movies, like the guy from I Vitalini shows up as Vitalini. It's a very brief exchange. I, it doesn't I, make a whole lot of love, sense. I do love that they run afoul of the Westerners who say it's not fun to make fun of the different. Mm-hmm. And like he goes, he goes, well, you're looking for trouble. And then he just shoots him. Where do you get the cannon? <laughs> It's at this point they kind of come back and you start to see everyone who's kind of had like to run in with the monkeys mm-hmm. throughout the movie at this point. And I wrote, oh, no, it's the rest of the cast. And then they hold for a second and then move over. And then there's the Coca-Cola machine, which yep. is the best joke of the fucking yep. movie. The Coca-Cola machine shows up again and it gets blown to bits. And then um, the like Middle Eastern uh, like freedom fighters I think is what they're, yeah. I think they're supposed to be portrayed as which not great but they all start yelling coca-cola and start drinking coke and you're just like okay all right yeah i see what you did there yeah it's now just a giant commentary on when changing when channels are being changed yeah and then i wrote it's a silent film oh snap you know what i think the movie is like trying to convey with like the scenes changing what what the, is this I think the monkeys are trapped in, like, the TV. I think the whole idea is, like, they're trapped in in this, and they just keep getting flipped into new scenarios. I will say this, trapped or not, the monkeys may have invented the rap game motto, which is kind of like, make hay while the sun can shine, because that's kind of what it looks like they're doing. Yeah. Um, I I don't... And then the movie has, like, an ending where everyone shows up, and they hash a bunch of old jokes... It comes back to the beginning and lets us forgive the monkeys for ruining that guy's speech. Because in all honesty, we have seen them go through so much. We're like, you know what? They deserve to ruin that speech. If they're going to have to, we saw this almost like this was on loop. We're like, okay, we saw this crap. We don't like the monkeys. But by the end of it, you're like, oh, they had to go through a lot of crap. The monkeys didn't seem like they were having a good time. So you know what? Ruining that guy's speech, they, they've earned that. Well, they're being chased. That's why they're ruined. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's at least a reason behind it. Yeah. And, yeah, the movie starts at the... It ends at the beginning, which is something I love when you can pull off successfully. The first song starts playing again, and the chorus, which was goodbye, 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 now takes on a new meaning. I don't think we've done, like, a like a straight-up cult classic. I think the closest we've gotten is probably uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. I think this is about as good of a cult classic as you're probably going to find from this time period. It's also kind of amazing that, like, you look at a movie like this and go, wow, Bob Rolfeson would go on to make other movies. And you look at something like The Honeymoon Killers and go, why did that guy not make other movies? Like, sometimes film makes no sense. Yeah. I mean, I love Head, I and I understand why Bob Oh, Rolf- yeah. The reason oh, Bob yeah, Rolfeson got to make other movies is because he owned a production company <laughs> that made did. fucking easy rider. easy rider yeah you're right he was on easy street well it's good that we've brought it to bob ralphison because 
we're going to now give them the commentary track. Apparently, it wasn't even a commentary track. This was recorded during one week before shooting on head. This is apparently Nicholson and Ralphison. Oh, they abandoned the comedy troupe. Well, you know, I, I don't know, but we start shooting with them in a week, and we haven't written a damn thing for this script, so I really think we gotta just sit down and, you know, just just really crash into this thing. I don't, I don't know how better to put it. Okay, okay, all right, all right. Be a horror movie is a big, big inspector falling into a tribe of some kind. We gotta have girls. We gotta have a lot of girls, dancing girls, and we gotta we gotta shoot that day. And like, I wanna be there for that part. Okay, all right. There's a Vietnam War. We're gonna have a football player. It's gonna be a trench. Football player. What's he? What's he supposed to represent? American exceptionalism. Uh, what, do, do we hate the monkeys? I, I don't even know. I don't even nah, know. We, I mean, the monkeys hate the monkeys. We gotta, we gotta show that the monkeys are raw. That they're actually a band. They're not just these these four pretty boys. Uh, we'll, we'll have them play a really cool song, but we'll like double the image and we'll have ladies singing and, and yelling at them. You know what? I, I think I can get Coca Cola to sign on, and then we'll just screw them over. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a couple C four explosives. You know what? We should we should try to shoot it near one of their birthdays so we can uh, surprise him with a birthday party and really upset him. I, I watched the movie The Killing. Uh, Timothy Carney is a great actor. <laughs> oh, the LSD is kicking in. What if they got sucked into a vacuum cleaner at one point? What if they do a dance number in the vacuum cleaner? <sighs> you know, my 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 sister was actually my mother, and my my grandmother raised me. I, I don't know if anyone ever if anyone knows that. Uh, what if? What if we got Frank Zappa? I think I think he'd be good for this. Forget it, Jack. It's uh, it's head town. Yeah. Um, Bob Robinson didn't really sound like Bob Robinson. It was weird. Well, you know, I mean, the tape was distorted. It's 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 been an, it's been through a lot. Like we're lucky we found it on. Um, it doesn't matter where we found it, but it's a heck of a movie. Ah, uh, this head. Yeah, I, I'm glad I watched it. <laughs> Tyler, remember at the beginning of this, I told you something. I had a fact for you about this movie involving myself. Yeah, 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 you yeah. did. You told me that, yeah. I did. Because, Tyler, for the last several minutes, um, I've been lying to you. I knew nothing about the monkeys. Oh. Well. Because this has been beef for baked, the 420 episode. <laughs> ben, why I order? Uh, no, no. But, um, yeah, no, I knew nothing about the monkeys. The monkeys are good. I... I always thought they were like the lame band, apparently, but maybe not. I, that's their reputation, but I don't know. I think they've got some bangers. Hmm, interesting. They had people like Neil Diamond and Carol King writing songs for them. I, they're, they're, some of their songs are really good. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you've turned me around. I might have to listen to the Monkees now. Yeah, no, like you know, I mean, I'm not saying listen to all the records, but the songs on 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 Head are good. They have like a like Daydream Believer, I think is like maybe one of my favorite songs from the sixties. Like is, is Head there Sergeant Peppers? Sort of. I mean it's like their eighth album. It is them getting like a little bit weirder because like they're kinda like catching up to what where music was going. But they released like fucking nine records in three years or something like that. It's cause they just had like writers coming in and out of like a rotating door so they could just like record the music as quickly as possible. Head is sort of like the peak downward like they have a couple more hits after it but they're never as successful like listen to like a couple greatest hits albums or like maybe like just one but like yeah daydream believer i'm a believer circle sky is a great song yeah 
Monkeys are good. I, I've never heard of this movie up till now, but I'll tell you what. You've got me on Bob Ralphison's radar, uh, or he's on my radar. I'm not sure which, but well, I hope you're not on his radar because he's he's a he's 80 and he's a tough son of a bitch. I would like to see what else he what else he does. If he hears this, I hope he doesn't think I'm making fun of him. I love Bob. I love I love his movies. I love this movie. I want to ask you one quick question. Uh, sure. Do you have a favorite favorite song? I uh, like the one where they're hate singing the children. <laughs> do you remember the name? No, but it was like, okay. yeah, it was like, it was like, it was kind of telling them like, hey, everything you thought was going on as we were trying to like soft pedal you the truth. I really love Circle Sky. I think that's a great song. It's like their like live footage where they have like the, it's like the I image is like the doubled. I think that's the same one. I think that's the is same that one. Circle Sky? Yeah, that's, okay. yeah, that's the one. Yeah. Oh, Circle that's Sky. Not, that's not whips. Well, I, well, I know what we're closing this out with. <laughs> Look at us syncing up on Circle Sky. We're uh, coming to the end of it, and just a hair under, which is good. So I'll kill the timer here, and man, I, I don't know, man. The monkeys. They were much more subversive than you thought. I would like to see this have gotten, uh, like, another thing. Like, this would have been, like, the American Python. I feel like it came out just a year too early. Yeah. I think 68, there was a lot of anxiety because it looked like Nixon was going to win the presidency, which he would. And I think the summer of love was was dying. I feel like in 68, you still would have had that like hippie hangover like you get with like Easy Rider, where it's like, we blew it, man. I think this could have played to, I mean, not as well as Easy Rider did, but I think this could have played to like the smoking grass and going to see a movie crowd that was coming to, to Easy Rider and 2001 Space Odyssey. Yeah, fair. I guess my only question to you now is what would you pair this with? Like, let's let's say you went to a video store like in the future and like they were like, you have to rent two videos. It's, it's a two video <laughs> minimum, two video maximum. Like, what would, what uh, would you what would you rent with this? If it had an infinite supply. I know that Kentucky Fried movie hasn't aged as well as I remember it. Because I haven't seen it since I was in high school. I I would say either head or Mm -hmm. you do the, like, straight movie, like, parody movie of doing that, like, Help or um, Hard Day's Night with a head. I think I am going to go, I don't know, because I feel like we're the monkeys in this podcast. And I feel like with our theater for now and all that stuff, we want to shape the youth of America. Like we're trying to like take the advice from Frank Zappa. And I think what I want to say is that like, I think this is a perfect time to like give them something they are familiar with, but also give them something that they are like, not like familiar with head is the thing they're not familiar with the thing they're familiar with, but it's going to be something maybe they haven't found because it's one of the lesser known ones. I would like to give them the comedy troupe styling. It says, I do believe the monkeys are a comedy troupe. Like, I think this proves it right here. I want to give them the slam and salmon as like the other one. Okay. Yeah. So it's something, it's something for everyone. And then something for you to discover on your own. Like light, light up when you watch head. If anyone's listening to this, if you are legally allowed and of age, like light up and watch, watch head. This is a wild movie when you're high. There's it's on YouTube. It's 86 minutes. So it's not going to waste your time. It's 420. So you're probably already stoned if you're listening to this. Just, just let the, just watch the first couple of minutes and see if you can get into it. Cause like I was, I was not sold on like the first five minutes, and then like it just kept going along. I was like, okay, actually, this fucking this rules, this rules so hard. I love this movie. It was like one of the few movies on that box set where I'm like, do I really want head? Like, do I really want? Do I need this? Is this really a movie that has to come with it? Cause I really bought it for like 
King of Marvin Gardens and The Last Picture Show. But yeah, no, this it is equally not equally as good, but definitely worth the time and effort to seek it out. I think that takes us out of head. And I guess follow us at all the places. Um, leave us uh, leave us your thoughts on head. If you guys listen to this one, follow me at ET critic for the empty theater critic. I have to I have to write a review for this one. Good luck. Um, <laughs> I guess I'm gonna have to give it four point two zero stars out of five. <laughs> shut up you shut your mouth um what do you call it but the marijuana's wearing off that rage is back but guys for twgtf two white guys talking film on this very special 420 edition i am of course your host ben and i'm michael naismith and remember guys if you're sitting in the front row and Bella Lugosi comes on out of nowhere. Oh, you're you're in you're in head, and this is this is a bad place to be in because this head is not just a movie; it's a doorway to another dimension. And if you end up in a giant vacuum cleaner, uh, I guess you just have to dance your way out.
Are you kidding? 